Hey, hiring managers. Reopening your small business and rebuilding your team can be tricky when 64% of furloughed workers don't plan to return to their previous employer. If your workers don't come back, Snagajob is here to help. Use snagajob.com to handle your rehiring with access to 47 million hourly workers looking for service industry jobs like yours. You'll save 25% each month with promo code podcast. Start hiring at snagajob.com today. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Big Brother Mania. I'm just kidding. Challenge Mania. And on the line right now, you didn't come for me. You came for D, who hasn't watched any Big Brother. And luckily for our guests, that is the case. We'll get into that. Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? What up? So we're about to set a record on the show today. We had Rogan O'Connor a couple weeks ago, and he was an awesome guest. But a lot of people let us hear it. They're like, homeboy was on like 0.5 episodes of the challenge. You're going to have him on Challenge Mania. And guess what? He delivered. Well, today, folks, on June 26th, let the record state that we are having someone who technically has not appeared on the challenge yet. He will be very prominent in the next season of The Final Reckoning, and he is already prominent on social media and the gossip blogs due to some recent off-screen, on-screen, however you want to put it, shenanigans with Miss Cara Maria. He's a Big Brother veteran. He is closing his tenure on X on the Beach as we speak. Mr. Paulie Calafiori is on the show today. I don't even know if I should use the applause sound effects there, maybe more of a mixed crowd reaction, sort of a Roman Reigns reaction, because, I mean, you follow it on social media, D. Some people seem to think Paulie might be a little full of himself. What do you think? Listen, this guy is bringing fire. He's bringing energy. He's bringing mayhem. Every time he tweets, he's making noise. And now we're going to get all of it all in one podcast on Challenge Mania. I mean, dude, whether you like him or or, or hate him, to be honest with you, with with how this podcast is going to go, I think that people are going to get to know him. So I, I got to know him. And um, this is you getting to know him live on the air because you full disclosure, you met him for about five minutes, maybe in New York. You FaceTimed with him once before when you didn't even realize. I mean, you'll hear you didn't even realize that that you had FaceTimed him when you were talking to Corey back when you were in Spain. But you have no relationship with this guy. You did not watch him on Big Brother. Um, So this is sort of you meeting and getting acquainted with him on the air. I have a little bit more of a a quote unquote history with the guy because my wife and I did watch his season of Big Brother, and you and I have dabbled in X on the Beachery. But, um, but yeah, this should be an interesting, interesting one, folks. Um, can't promise you you're going to change your opinion on the man, but I will tell you this. He's candid. He does his best to explain himself. I think you'll learn some things about him you did not know going into this. Um, he's a very articulate guy. He knows who he is. And, uh, look, all I ask is that you listen to the show. 
And if you like it, if you don't like it, let us hear it after the show. I'm at Shot of Jaeger. He's at Derek MTV. He's at Paul Calafiore underscore. Um, and we hope you like it, man. I hope at least you come out of this show knowing a little bit more about one of the newer competitors in the Challenge franchise than you did coming into this. Because I don't know how long he lasts on the final reckoning, but knowing what I know about the guy, knowing what I know about him, having spoken to him on the podcast, I think he's a future franchise player for the show. Like I said before, he's bringing fire. He's bringing intensity, and uh, and you know he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be one of those competitors, like you said, you see all the time. So let's let's uh, let's get into it, man. For yeah. Sure. If you guys want more Challenge Mania, go to challengemaniapodcast.com. That'll take you right. To- That'll take you right to our Patreon page where we do bonus content every week. We had some extra Car Maria content for you last week. We'll have some more surprises for you this week. D and I will be in Orlando this Saturday hosting the Challenge Throwdown event. MC and that bad boy doing Challenge Mania live interviews all day. And don't have details for you yet, but I'm looking into doing a premiere party, a viewing party here in New York City for the Final Reckoning on Tuesday, July 10th. So stay tuned for more info on that. Don't know exactly where it's going to be. Don't know who's going to be coming, but... We'll be releasing information on that in the next few days here. So if you live in the New York City area and that'd be something you'd be interested in coming to, probably like 8 to 11 p.m., we'd have the sound on for the whole episode. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up at ChallengeManiaPodcast.com. Hit us up at the Facebook group, Facebook.com slash ChallengeManiaPodcast, and let us know that you would be down for a Final Reckoning premiere party here in New York City. Speaking of New York City, he's a Jersey boy. He's a New York City boy, Mr. Paulie Calafiore. You ready for him, D? I'm ready. Have you ever wanted to do your best impression of CT carrying Johnny Bananas around like a backpack on Cutthroat? Well, now you can with the M-Pack, the fully functional backpack that doubles as a weight training pack. And our girl Emily Schramm is nice enough to hook up Challenge Mania listeners with 15% off your entire order. Just go to www.thempack.com mania and enter the code mania at checkout. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Scott, who do you think I am? Leonardo Decathlon? I'm not ready to carry an M-Pack full of weights yet. I sit around listening to you and D all day and watching Vendetta's trailers. Well, M-Pack also has really cool looking gear as well. They've got soft, comfy sweatpants, a really dope hat, t-shirts, and some other gear that looks good on everyone and makes awesome gifts for the active person or challenge fan in your life. So if you want to show some love to one of the nicest challenge competitors around Emily Schramm and support the Challenge Mania podcast, all while scoring some sick new threads, workout gear, or backpacks in the process, go to www.thempack.com mania. And remember to use the code mania to get 15% off your whole order. Not 10%, we're talking 15% off. Anybody who cops some gear sends D and I a picky sporting it, we'll be sure to retweet you, shout you out on the show, and show you some love. So so he's like, yeah, so Scott's like, listen, you know, let's get like a legend, let's get like someone that, you know that's been around for a long time you know i'm like i want paulie oh, Pauly <laughs> i'm like i'm like every time this guy speaks on twitter it's like a fire it's every it's time. a fire man i like to throw gasoline on on the twitter streets yeah let's get right to it i want to introduce you by saying a few weeks ago we had we set a record on the show because we had a man named rogan or o'connor on the show who lasted half an episode on the challenge before making his first appearance on challenge mania you my friend have not even been on an episode yet and you are making your first appearance here so ladies and gentlemen he's the talk of the town he's the talk of the internet you either love him or hate him ladies and gentlemen but you're talking about him mr paul 
Paul Calafiori is here. How are you, brother? <laughs> I'm good. What's up, boys? Thank you so much for having me on here. It's definitely an honor and a pleasure. Love him or hate him, huh? I thought that was only Johnny Bananas. I thought only one person could do that. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Johnny definitely has set a staple in in this game and on this show. I mean, but, you know, how long does he want to keep doing it for? Somebody else has to be loved and hated. Got to pass the torch, even if it is uh, one that might, you know, catch your hands on fire when you're holding it. <laughs> that is true. Johnny would definitely hand me the torch, torch first. Yeah. Fire yeah, first. Yeah. For, for the record, Johnny actually has set my hand on fire before. <laughs> of course um, he has. Did you yeah, deserve it, though? Yeah, no, it was, no. Uh, it, was, it was the Statue of Liberty shots is what we were doing. <laughs> well, you know yeah, I, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, See, I stay yeah, away so. from the shots that are lit on fire because there's so many things that could go wrong. I've seen people's faces go on fire, but I guess your hands are good. So D, you know, he was joking with me earlier. He's like, this podcast is going to be half, you know, asking these questions that the audience turned in, but it's also going to be half me just getting to know this guy. D did not, you know, full disclosure, he did not watch Big Brother. He does not watch Big Brother. We had to kind of do this when we had Natalie on, who we had at least had the it's luxury of her being on the the, uh, the challenge a couple episodes. But I watched your entire season, Paulie. So I want to just oh, kind of, no. I want to give Derek kind of a little intro into you and also appease all the Big Brother listener fans that we have because we have quite a few of those and kind of put a bow on that experience that you had um we we like to ask people their casting story how they got hooked up with the show we know your brother was on the show before you someone right. actually came on our podcast recently and claimed that quote unquote that's how you got on the show so set the record oh, state uh, set the record straight there paul you had that happen uh, well so so i'm glad you guys haven't watched x on the beach either because i haven't watched that show Wait a minute, wait a minute. We've I tried. We've tried. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You I tried? Was... I haven't even tried. Yeah, I, uh, you're going to have to go into, after you get to tell us the Big Brother story, you're going to have to tell us what the fuck that was like because I've watched, oh, two or three, I've watched two or three episodes and it is like nothing I've ever seen before. Not um, my choice. Not my choice. Oh, but, my God. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll, get, ahead of we'll get to that. Right. Let's, get, let's get to so, Big Brother see. first. So let's see, Big Brother. So actually, it, it was pretty funny because me and my brother, we were um, MCs in Manhattan for like high-end bar and bat mitzvahs, and we were both kind of co-MCing on this one. And a producer walks up to us afterwards, like, "Hey, I, produ- I, uh, you know, I cast for Big Brother. You guys heard of the show?" And we're like, "Yeah, obviously, we're super fans of the show." And they're like, "What do you guys think?" I was like, "This guy, this stud right here, belongs on TV, talking about my brother." And it was late in the casting call. They put him right on. And we all know how that story ends up. Um, I actually helped them cast Big Brother 18. And the cast was set in stone. And then out of nowhere, last second, I'm talking like right before they take you, I get a phone call being like, hey, producers want to do a sibling twist. Are you down? And I was like, can I get the weekend to make a decision? Because you guys are about to pluck me and I got a whole bunch of slumber shit going down. And uh, they were like, all right, take the, take the weekend, fill out the paperwork. We'd love to have you. Boom. End of story. Um, told, told the girl I was dating at the time. She wasn't too happy about it. And, uh, and then I ended up on Big Brother 18. I'm shocked you would do anything that would upset a girl you're dating. But let me just ask you this. So I'm obsessed with the idea. Shady. I'm obsessed with two things, two things you said. So the first thing you alluded to was working for a a high-end bar mitzvah company. What's a low-end bar mitzvah? Speaking on behalf of somebody who had one, I feel like they all start at medium end and just go up from there. Dude, I got to tell you, my eyes were open once I started seeing what 
Manhattan and upstate New York families throw down. It's almost like they're trying to compete with one another. Like who wants Justin Bieber to perform for 15 minutes? Who wants Ariana Grande to perform for 10 minutes? And I was just like sitting back enjoying the ride. That should be a show on MTV. They had Super Sweet 16. I think that that episode of Entourage where it was like Ari's son's bar mitzvah, that could be an MTV series right there. Dude, I I think so as well. I mean, it it is crazy. My eyes were opened up to a whole different side of the world um, for those two years. Second thing you said, you jumped to just saying like, oh, I helped them cast it. So like, did you just save the guy's contact info? And then like, how did you get from, you know, doing the bar mitzvah thing to then helping them cast it? And what do you mean by that? Were you just like running the sessions? Were you helping getting people in the building? What, what was the deal there? Well, actually, yeah, I should, I should clarify that because when they do their cast, when they were doing their casting calls in the tri-state area in Philly, um, I brought like the sound and the music and all that stuff. And then I would kind of promote it being like, Hey, come check it out. I hooked them up with the venues, um, in Philly and in New York city so that they didn't have to pay so that they could run the casting calls in there. Um, was really close with Robin, really, really close with this guy, Chris. Um, so I would kind of listen in on the conversation and then, you know, we talk about it, but, um, I was mainly just the plug for the venue and the sound and all that stuff. And then when they showed me the people that they liked, I was like, Oh yeah, I got to mingle with them. I got to talk with them. This is my read on them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and hold on, before you keep going, you, you, this isn't big brother mania. This is challenge mania. Okay? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, man. Fuck big brother. So, well, don't fuck big news. brother, but this is, I got to get to the core of this gentleman right here, because as you mentioned on the internet, on Twitter, when someone puts him on blast, when they call him out, his responses are, you know, like I said, whether what, no matter intense. what side you're on of their, on of them, they are intense. And I want to know, like, this seems like a man who was tailor made to do this, who woke up, went to school when he was six years old they said what do you want to be a firefighter he said hell no i want to be on reality tv so i need to know i want to be a, I want to be a fucking challenger right so i need to know you know obviously you went you went from big brother to x on the beach and now to the challenge where we all know you belong but my question is so when you were doing the casting thing for him bringing up bringing the the pa equipment and running the whole deal i mean did you have ambitions to do this was this always the end goal or was it really like oh we're doing a sibling thing yeah no i could do that i mean be honest yeah. with us Honestly, I, I really had no idea. I had no intentions of doing it. I mean, me and my brother, we were, we were professional soccer players first, so we didn't even think we were going to go on reality TV. We would watch the challenge basically every year and be like, damn, if we weren't playing soccer, we should figure out a way to get on the real world so that we could get on the challenge because that would have been the end goal right there. But then we're like, but fuck it, let's be professional athletes first. And then, uh, and then that didn't pan out for us. You know, my brother tore all the ligaments in his ankle. I tore my MCL. And he gets on Big Brother within a year after that happens. And then when they called me up for the sibling twist, I was like, shit. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to – because we had summer camps and clinics set up for, like, our soccer business. I had tons of parties booked for Sweet 16's weddings and, and bar and bar mitzvahs. And I'm like, is, is this a smart decision? Is this going to backfire in my face? Girl I was talking to at the time did not like reality TV, hated the attention that my brother got. Um, when he was on Big Brother, so it was also a big decision right there in you know whether my relationship was gonna be able to sustain it. And obviously, it didn't. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I can't, I can't, I can't hate that I went on. You know, I wouldn't change the path that it's taken me to get onto the challenge. I mean, it's definitely not the more straightforward route of getting on an MTV show first and then going on the challenge. I never in a million years would have thought that they would have crossed over. But, I mean, it's a blessing because 
out of the two reality show, reality game shows that I watched growing up, it was Big Brother and it was The Challenge. And I always said that The Challenge was way more fucking badass and way more up my alley because it's all about talking shit, getting in people's faces, and being a competitor. So, fuck it. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. So, just to clarify, so your brother, uh, your brother was on uh, how long ago? On Big Brother how long ago? <laughs> I want to say it was 2014. So he was Big Brother 16. I was Big Brother 18, which was 2016. And now okay. we're on and 20. Now we're on 20. Now we're so, going yeah. on 20. So, so did did you do the when they say when you say they did the siblings twist? Did they bring your brother on, or did they bring you on onto the same season? Or no. So what they did was season 18. They brought back four veterans and they brought back two siblings of former house guests. So I was one of two siblings of former house guests who were fan favorites. So my brother was one of them. This girl, Vanessa Russo, her sister, Tiffany was on with me. Wow. Okay. Well, that's different. And that's yeah. that, how, how these two aren't going to be a, a bloodlines team at some point in the future. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah. We'll I figure that out, man. I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to do it with Cody. And my brother was like, the only thing his agency would let him do would be if he did like a bloodlines with me on the challenge, because they said no more reality TV for him. Well, what's he what's he doing now that has has taken him out of that bracket if you will so second he got out of big brother he signed with a acting agency and you know he's been doing movies doing shows um so you'll definitely see him he's got a show coming out on amazon he's got a movie coming out with Ice T where he's got a lead role in it so he's crushing the game man but he put a lot of time and effort into it like went to new york and took acting classes five days a week so that's when we get committed to something we get committed to something now let me ask you just real quick about the soccer because we're in we're in world cup mode now as a country even though we're not in it everybody's watching it it. can't walk by a bar at at two in the afternoon without seeing iceland versus argentina whatever so so how far did you get along in the pro soccer career so it's funny because we actually started Real young. So when I was 13, my brother was 11. Um, Newcastle's farm system wanted us over there in England. Um, me and my brother are first generation soccer players in our family. So our family really didn't know the difference. So my dad's in there being like, well, if you want them now, you want them when they're 18. And they're like, no, it's not really how it works. Uh, we we want to be able to mold them. But we ended up going playing division one. And then my brother got drafted to the Columbus crew. I was with the Colorado Rapids in the MLS. And then after that we said hey we can't play anymore might as well give back and let's teach uh some guys and girls in new jersey how to play soccer right um okay so i do as d said it's challenge mania it's not big brother mania but you know it's funny that so many you know but 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 so (laughs) many people love you big brother fans but i also don't really like you yeah (laughs) well i want to that's what i want to touch on i want to touch on so the the idea of making the transition from big brother to the challenge over there yeah, what happened in that house? Yeah, let's let, let, yeah, we'll tell, tell, D, tell, tell Look, D where man, the animosity just, comes from. I'll just, I'll just call it straight up how it is, man. Big yeah, Brother fans, it. they just – they don't like the savagery. They don't like animals. They try and talk like – they try and talk like they can appreciate a competitor, somebody you know who takes no shit, whether you're a male, female, black, white, gay, straight, doesn't fucking matter. And then the second that you say something when people are trying to come at you – and they're like, whoa, that was a little bit aggressive. They're like, oh, fuck this person. It's like, come on. Go go play in your little bubble with your unicorns and rainbows, you know, in your fantasy world. Sometimes if people are trying to gang up on someone or they come at someone, it's a natural instinct to just go back at them. You know, I was raised as a fighter, not a pushover. Wow. Wow. Well, and, and maybe that's maybe that's like, uh, to, to be honest with you, the reason why I don't watch Big Brother is because I don't, 
I feel like I can't relate. Like, I feel like I don't like belong with these people. Like I don't, it's not, not nothing against them. It's just anytime, like growing up, um, you know, going through this reality TV scene, like I would run into people on survivor, big brother. It just wasn't the same. Like I felt like you guys were kind of just like a little bit more different. So when you say, you know, they don't, they don't like the savage or the savagery, maybe you were misplaced on going to big brother and really belonged on, X on the beach. And, yeah, uh, right. Not X on the beach, man. I, I was on X on the beach because I, I was supposed to be on vendettas, but I dropped a piece of equipment on my ankle and tore all the ligaments the day before I flew out. So wow. I was originally supposed to be on wow. vendettas. Wow. And to keep me in the system, they put me on X on the beach to let my ankle heal. And, uh, and that's how that happened. Otherwise I would have definitely never went on X on the beach. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense to me. It's funny that, you know, cause simultaneously we got Jose on champs versus stars, <laughs> which made all of our dictionaries simultaneously change the, the meaning of the word star by having Jose who, you know, all being, you know, that being said, he was on big brother. But to me, like the whole purpose of having this is like reality stars versus quote unquote stars. So you throw Jose in there. It's like, wait a minute. Are you just saying that by being on big brother, he's a bigger star? than these challenge folks who've done 10 seasons that makes no sense but then at the same time you you're on x on the beach so clearly they were trying to keep both of you in the system somehow and what did they flip a coin and they were like we're gonna have him be a star and 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 paulie be a scumbag well you know it's weird because they well i had found out that they were doing champs for stars too and i was like well can i do both can i do 32 and champs for stars and they're like no you got to pick one or the other i was like well obviously i want to pick the real fucking deal so so let's get after it and, uh, I mean, I love Jose. Jose's my boy, but I think he's got more star power in what he actually does in the real world. I mean, my man is connected in, like, the fashion scene and the makeup scene. Like, he does celebrities' uh, makeup and all that stuff. I think Big Brother was just kind of like a little blip in his stuff. I mean, and the kid, I mean, I find him hilarious. I mean, even when he was on Big Brother, you know, and even though we were kind of rivals at that point, like I found the shit that was coming out of his mouth hilarious, which is the reason why I was like, all right, look, man, I got to try and get you out because you somehow have a way over everyone. Um, so, I mean, he definitely brings some, you know, some TV, some TV gold in terms of his interviews and just his natural character. Um, hopefully he's learned how to swim better because, I mean, takes ball, takes balls to jump into water knowing that you can drown and doing it anyway. Yeah, that someone, was not. Someone was just not. someone just told us who was it who was just on D who said that he actually took swimming lessons in between uh, the two seasons. So hopefully he's um, trying not to die on maybe, this one. Maybe, yeah. maybe Kayla or something like that. Um, well, you know, I know. I, it, well, it doesn't sound like uh, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound like you like the X on the beach thing. Don't watch it. Don't give a fuck about it. But yeah. Uh, well, I, for me, like I watched a couple episodes. I tried to keep up. Every time I turn it on. People are just snapping on each other, and it's just like this. Like it's, it almost looks crazier than the challenge. I'll be honest with you. It's and, and so, but what is the point of the game? Can someone please explain the rules to me? Because I Dude, have no. It's, like I'm lost. It's not even. It's not even a game, man. Like the like people would people would come up to me and they'd be like, Hey, Paulie, you know why don't you why don't you start an argument with somebody? Why don't you do this or do that? I was like, There's no competitions in here. I was like, What the fuck am I getting heated about? I was like, I'm pretty sane person for the most part i was like unless you start shit with me i was like none of the guys want to start shit with me i was like and i'm not gonna go and fucking yell at the girls for no fucking reason i was like there's no competitions in here i was like so i'm just gonna chill enjoy my vacation and uh get my ankle healed yeah pan, now pan, pan to the clip pan to the clip where he's uh 
fighting off three security guards on the final reckoning. <laughs> right. We saw that in the trailer. We're trying to figure out what that oh could possibly God. be, but that, that we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I won't touch on that then. I'll let you guys just watch that for itself. But I mean, look, I'm, I'm the kind of person I don't like, I don't like gang mentalities. I don't like when people gang up on people and, you know, if you're going to be the one, if you're going to be the group who tries to do that to me, I mean, the way my father raised me, my brother is like, if people are trying to gang up on you, you fucking bite back. You go after the biggest motherfucker, and and that's that. Wow. Well, so, that's a little um, bit of a tease right there. I guess somebody's coming for uh, some gang is coming for Paulie on the on the reckoning. He might be talking about the security guards. Maybe the security guards decide man, we need to band together. Maybe that was together. it, man. You know. <laughs> Security um, guard crew. Yeah, we don't need nah. to talk about. I mean, I feel like you know, <laughs> two, three years from now, we'll look back on X on the Beach and the legacy of that show will be. Man, <laughs> it, it is cool to have an elevator in the center of your house. But other than that, like, I really don't think, like D said, I mean, there's not much that we're taking from it from a format standpoint from it, who comes out on really top a game, of this thing. You know? Yeah, but it's, it's kept, not. It's not a game. It's kept Corey on TV during this time. It kept you on TV going into the next season. It kept Derek H on TV, and it introduced a lot of the MTV folks to Angela. It introduced us to victoria who derek and i both think is hilarious so a oh little God, bit victoria is hilarious yeah. angela's hilarious faith is hilarious so it's Love got it's girls. brought some good into the world uh even if it's not going to be remembered i think for the total package that it is let's okay we had natalie on the show and we wanted to know some of this stuff from her and i know that you're a lot more candid than she is so walk me through the right. process of having it explained to you because to be honest with you two years ago i never i mean i know they're both viacom properties essentially but i never thought it was possible that people from big brother would ever go over to the challenge and and fa flash forward to this this year and it's happened two seasons in a row here there seems like a natural synergy talk about how it was first brought to your attention how it was pitched to you and whether because i mean like what when that reality became you know became a truth for you because being a fan of the show it must have been music to your ears oh dude i mean when i first got the phone call um i and they were like hey casting for mtv the challenge i was like shut the fuck up i was like you better not be fucking with me and um originally it was for a um like a bloodlines type thing. So I'm thinking, okay, so me and my brother about to go in here and fuck some shit up. And, uh, then, uh, call happened like maybe three days later being like, so who do you hate, uh, from big brother? I'm like, take your fucking pick. I was like, go back. <laughs> I was like, go, I was like, go any seasons. I was like, there's tons of dudes that talk a lot of shit who I'd love to fucking get one-on-one -on -one and try and inflict some pain on them because I know that they just got Twitter fingers. And I was like, go back to this <laughs> season and this season and this season. And they're like, well, how about your season? I was like, well, I mean, pick anybody from my season because everybody hated me and I really hated everybody except for my boy Corey. Um, and, then, and then that's how Vendettas came about. And uh, I was really upset that it – was, it was so upsetting, man, because it was literally the night before we were supposed to fly out. And, you know, it's a good thing that I had to make the executive decision after sending a picture of how blown up my ankle was with the torn ligaments because I would have had to land and run that rock and Gibraltar. And I think, uh, Rogan wouldn't have been the first one out. Yeah. So, yeah. so you would have been so with Natalie on, on vendettas. I would have been her vendetta. Right. And now that's kind of playing out a season later anyway. So exactly. Yeah. Or he would have been chilling with me in the hotel waiting to get in. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I remember, I actually remember talking to you and Corey. <laughs> Shit. So we talked twice. Oh my God. Oh. That was because Corey was there as an alternate and he FaceTimed me. Uh huh. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, I just remembered that. Yeah, and at some point, at some point, like we just let go. They were like, "All right, you're not going in the game," 
and we just started boozing. You know what I mean? So Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and that boy can drink. Yeah, well, yeah. And then, you know, and then Rogan was there, actually. And uh and and Kellyanne and Nicole for a minute. So yep. they were fucking kicking you know, it. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so for, for the people listening at home, at some point I met Paulie or I knew Paulie as um my best friend Paulie from Big Brother. Then yeah. that's because um, I was hanging out with Corey, um, who was on I guess the same season. My and, ride or uh, die. And he was telling me about you and he and um and so you know, I would see you in like Instagram videos and then all of a sudden you're on X on the beach and now all of a sudden you're popping up on the challenge. And, um, and so we, we finally like met in person at the challenge throwdown in New York where, um, you know, it sounded like because you and Cara kissed or made out there, like it was like freaking Brad and Angelina Jolie fucking just like shocked the world. Oh God! I don't even I don't even know what kiss everyone's talking about. I think I think it was the I think it was the hand holding video with the with my pinky ring that people are just like, oh shit, I recognize the pinky ring. I'm like, y'all Big Brother fans are fucking crazy. Isn't it crazy? You recognize I, fucking pinky rings. I use the term the Sapruder film, which is like the video of JFK's assassination that people have analyzed to the death, no pun intended. And it really is crazy that the fans of the challenge, Big Brother, however you want to slice it, they will watch an Instagram story that technically they're not even supposed to be able to pause. And they will like, they will find that in the background, the person who's serving the burger at the fast food place has a tattoo on his hip that matches the dude who was on Big Brother season two. And it's like, are you serious right now? You got to love it and you got to hate it sometimes. Yeah. It's like Let, a love-hate. It's like let's a love-hate right, relationship. Let's go right into that because, you know, D mentioned it. Um, let's talk about that because that's the reason that I think, you know, uh, you know, here we are. The show hasn't even aired yet, and people are talking about you probably more than anybody else going into this season with the exception of maybe uh, Cara Maria. <laughs> yeah, so, who are you? Yeah, who right. You? I don't even know, man. Like, I just I've – been, I've been trying to lay low for two years, man. Like, I try to lay low, but it's like every time I – Every time I do something, every time I talk about something, either people are coming in there being like, we love what you're doing, or people are like, shut the fuck up, you're a sexist, misogynist, pig, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, Jesus. Are you familiar like, with what lay low means, though, bro? Like, I've read yeah. some of these responses you have. I don't uh, like, know if you get because, it. That's because I've just, at this point, I've just said, you know what? Fuck it. Y'all y'all really want it. You want to play with the fire, I'm going to burn you. Yeah. Y'all want, y'all well, what does the lay low mean? Yeah. What do you mean no, by lay low? Well, I mean, like, I mean the past past two years I've kind of kept it low key like I've done a lot of charity work you know I've been really focusing on my you know the businesses that I got going on out here and uh you know just trying to be overall positive like motivation and all that stuff because I do truly believe in all of that because that's basically what I was raised on with you know motivating me to be a better athlete you know what I mean you got to hold on to certain quotes from like Muhammad Ali and and certain great people who have achieved like great success I mean I'm a huge fan like people like Winston Churchill like huge like and i'm a huge history nerd when it comes to certain things like that so you know i tried going that path like all two years and you know it's frustrating to see how how ugly the world can be you know where it really doesn't matter how much good you're trying to do in the world because they're always going to try and find the worst things about you and i'm like you know what i kind of finally feel like i'm at home with uh you know family of mtv fans who are just as crazy as i am watching a fucking crazy show like the challenge and when I was an athlete, I really didn't give a fuck whether fans from the other team liked me or whether the other team or other coaches liked me because I was just trying to win. And I was just trying to please the people who were on my team and please my coaches and please my fans. So, 
y'all showed up to the games to watch a performance and that's kind of what I feel like is going on here. Like this is truly an athletic feeling. Like it gave me the feeling of being a professional athlete again with the preparation and the mental strength needed to, you know, be in there and being able to talk shit to people and all that stuff. So it's like, I was definitely not the nicest athlete. You know, I was that guy that tried to get in your head. Uh, when you're coming down my side, I tried to hit the first tackle and try and break your leg. You know, when I was wrestling, I would try and dig my, my chin into the back of your neck and my elbow into your spine, you know, and fuck with you. When I would do martial arts tournaments, same fucking shit. It wouldn't even fucking matter, you know? So that's, that's why I kind of feel where it's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Like, either you're going to accept me or you're not going to accept me, but I've never really cared whether you did in the first place. I'm just being myself. Well, some people do know about some of the work that you've done out there. Crystal says, "Does it?" Uh, she said, first and foremost, what happened to My Time, My City and say and Rise Up? And does it bother you that more people don't pay attention to the amazing positive things you're a part of rather than the personal life and relationship stuff? So I'll give that use that as an opportunity for you to talk about some of these things because for all these new Challenge fans who probably only heard your name three weeks ago and are now reading every tweet you're throwing out there, I've been keeping track of them. Not a lot of them are about charity. So why don't you let us know what some of that stuff has been? No, man, I appreciate it. I mean, not, nothing really discourages me in that sense. You know, I was always told to kind of block out negative things. But, you know, I'm very passionate when it comes to, um, I guess, the new form of bullying is now like cyberbullying. And, and I took that under my wing because in high school, you know, I was bullied in the sense where freshman year, sophomore year, um, people didn't really know who I was. They didn't understand me. They just saw I had really, really long blonde hair, like, you know, Sunshine from Remember the Titans. So they would call me Sunshine. They would, you know, call me a faggot. They would try and corner me in schools because they knew I was afraid to fight in school because my dad would beat my ass if I got suspended. So they would kind of, kind of, they would kind of punk me out in school and I'd, I'd have to bite my tongue and then I'd go and find them outside of school and individually beat the shit out of them because we're not in school grounds anymore. And so be that as it may, it kind of developed this whole passion towards kids who go through shit. I always stood up for kids in high school who went through that, whether it made me unpopular or not, because I didn't care about being part of the cool kids crew. I didn't care about being part of the popular clique. I cared about doing what was right because I knew that that would make my mother and father proud. Coming off of Big Brother, the girl I was dating was catching a lot of heat on social media for being with me because of the way I played the game. And you know, she was saying how she wanted to kill herself and all that stuff. So I decided to raise money for the CyberSmile Foundation to kind of give like a let's turn a negative into a positive. You guys are trying to make her feel like shit. I'm and who, and who was this? Sorry, just to, to clarify. This was, uh, this was Zakia. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, this was Zakia. So I did that. And then I've always had a passion for um, causes that help out survivors of rape, domestic violence. I started a program at Rutgers that would go around and educate campuses about scenarios that happen on college campuses where it puts women in danger to either be exposed to rape, sexual assault, or domestic violence. That's just something I've always been passionate about. Um, maybe, you know, growing up with a sister, growing up in a tight-knit Italian family where it's like if anybody did anything to any of the women, you're fucking dead, man. You know what I mean? So that's always been a passion of mine, and then I took that, and that's what I really started running with. And what I've kind of transitioned into and, and what I'm doing with the Rise Up is empowering the youth and educating the youth so that I'm creating better men and women so that they're not going out there and, you know, thinking it's OK to jump on social media and get a bunch of gr a group of your friends and just cyber bully, you know, one person. And then that 
little baby ends up committing suicide and they don't know because they just think they're going online and, and this is the cool thing to do. Um, you know, and teaching them, Hey man, if a girl says no, it's no. And it's never okay to put your hands on a woman. You know what I mean? So things like that. And, you know, teach them women that, you know, don't be afraid if somebody's sitting there saying, if you tell anybody, I'll fucking kill you. You better open your mouth and talk about it because you shouldn't feel ashamed if any of this shit happened to you. You know, so that's kind of what I stand for um, with the with things that I support and what I'm passionate about. So I may not do it in the most tasteful way, but my mentality towards it is I don't got to be a squeaky clean golden boy to do good in this world. So why do they hate this guy again? Why are they mad at him? (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. I actually didn't know. So I'll tell you I'll tell you why I think and look, I'm not saying that everything that you just said completely can can absolve you of when whether someone personally gets offended about something you write. That's up to them to get that offense get to get offended. And it's whether they're, you know, nice about coming back at you or how they describe that offense, that's up to them. But but you know, it's funny, there's a key thing. You know, I was watching some of your big brother clips today and a lot of people touch on the you know, the stuff with you and Zakia as being the first thing that we saw of kind of your your past on TV with women and stuff. And I didn't even know the fallout with her that you were involved in and turned it into a positive and have started to help people in similar situations. That's something that I don't think people know. I, I certainly did not know that. Now, we did have a question here that I think touches on something you said, which is Lisa B said, here's a question. Do you, uh, you know, you, you preach against cyberbullying, like you just said, with the rise up, but she does say you simultaneously use social media to name call, belittle others, and use violent threats. So you did say you didn't want to be squeaky clean with it, but talk about where the line is there. And you know, you're talking about younger, younger men and raising the youth of today and tomorrow. Well, how do you describe to them or explain to them where the line is of what is or isn't appropriate, especially someone in the position you're in where you kind of do make money off this? stuff yeah um well actually i i try i try my best to you know to be a good example and i remember lisa b she actually used to be a fan of mine she used to come to a whole bunch of events in new york so appreciate the love baby um <coughs> or non-love so my whole thing is so everybody and when i talk to the youth and when i talk to people who are survivors right there's always going to be that darkness um, from bad situations. I've been there. I've, I've been at low points of my life where I've contemplated suicide and and it takes a really strong person to be able to come out and admit that I've had my own shit happen to me in my past, things that I haven't even told my family about things that I haven't even come out public about as to why I support certain, certain things about, um, sexual assault and bullying. Um, for me, whenever I was getting ganged up on and, my, my defense mechanism was to put on my protective shield of, you know what, if you guys want to try and be mean to me and gang up on me, I don't need to get a group of people to come at you. I'm just going to do it myself, and I'm going to either do it verbally to you or I'm going to do it physically to you. Um, I was raised where if somebody made my brother or sister cry, I had to handle it. You know what I mean? I have people were coming at me because they didn't like me. They didn't like I was an athlete. They didn't like that I got good grades in school. Um, you know, I was trained in self-defense to be able to defend myself where talking doesn't work. So most people just see the talking, but have you ever been in a situation where you try to talk your way out of it or you try to walk away and there's no other way out other than protecting yourself? And that's kind of the, that's kind of the defense mechanism that I put up because I've been in so many situations where in New Jersey, unfortunately, when it comes to most of the men here, when you try to avoid a situation 
they think and they take it as a sign of weakness and being scared. So they think that they're going to look more manly by coming at you. When realistically, I'm just trying to walk away because I don't want to fucking go to jail for hurting you because I know certain types of martial arts that can kill you. You know, and my thing that I try and teach kids is you always have to have the plan of when talking no longer works. And I'm not saying that violence is always the answer. And the only time I've ever, ever really threatened violence is to, uh, you know, a big brother cast member who claims he was a hard ass, claimed he did MMA. And, you know, I texted him privately being like, bro, we can go spar at your MMA gym. And then the little coward tags the New Jersey State Police on Twitter because, you know, whatever. And who is this, cool who is this by the way? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't talk about irrelevant people. So, Got it. All right. Well, someone will find out and someone will tweet us that. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure but, they will. <laughs> um, well, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, look, you can lead by example so much, but there's always a breaking point and always a bowling point. And I feel as though social media nowadays with everything that happens on Twitter is like what happened to me back in the day physically where there's tons of people ganging up. The only difference is it's like those people had faces. I knew where they lived. I knew how to find them one-on-one. All these people on social media are faceless. And I feel like a lot of public figures nowadays, they don't try and band together with other people that have gone through similar situations to them because they care about their followers. They care about getting more followers. So they'd rather trash people who are hated and then praise people who are loved in order to get more likes and that instant gratification. And I feel like it's really a psychological issue that fucks with people. So the way I combat it is, well, if you want to keep coming at me, eventually one of two things are going to happen. You're not going to like my responses to you and you're going to stop. The same way all those kids who tried ganging up on me, you didn't like getting your ass beat by me outside of school. Eventually you stopped fucking bullying me and I fucking got to live my life. You know, so eventually one or the other is going to happen. You're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep complaining about my crude responses. And, you know, you're going to keep trying to come back at me for the things I'm big brother and things that you don't really know about. Or you're just going to shut up. You know, eventually one one of the two are going to happen. Well, then, um, uh, I I should I feel like I, I could just let you keep talking. I mean, I, no, I'm, I so, I'm sorry, man. I'm from Jersey. I, I talk a lot. Uh, no, no, no. It's all right. I talk a lot too. A lot of times, uh, I, they tell a lot of uh, my followers, our followers, tell me <laughs> to fuck up and let. <laughs> um, but I mean, dude, that's such a good response. I feel like that's a good response, even for the people that are like, "No, fuck him. I still don't like him. He's an asshole. He did this. He's he uh, hooks up with chicks and fucking cheats on his girl." You know, I think that's what I th- I, th- I feel like that's where the hatred leads to i feel like that's where it leads to and 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 well, you, to be honest well, with you, you go ahead you could go ahead whenever well, i mean well no i'm saying the fucked up part about that is it's like i cheated on danielle that was fucked up and i admit that as a man being fucked up be, that being a fucked up situation what i can't stand is all of the other women like all my exes from the past trying to come out of the woodworks and say me too when it's like you all know that that wasn't the case even with ex on the beach we were never dating like i'm sorry none of my actual exes wanted to go on the show so they had to find somebody that i just hooked up with and that's my bad that like the edit is what it is but that's what i sign up for when i go on reality tv i'm at the mercy of the storyline that wants to get told and i'm okay with that i'll play whatever you want me to be you know what I mean? If if I get edited like the villain, shit, that's that's the cards I was dealt. I'll be the villain. 
you know, if, if you want to take the time to get to know me, you will. But I don't like that other women are trying to gain off of another woman's misery because Danielle actually did get hurt. And I hate talking about it because she got crushed by the situation. I was crushed that I crushed her. Um, but I don't like that other girls from my past, and we're talking going back years now, are trying to come out and jump on the bandwagon to be like, oh, yeah, this, oh, yeah, that. That is not the case, and how dare you try and benefit off of another woman's misery. That is not cool at all. I don't think anybody should ever try and do that. Nobody should try and kick people when they're down, and nobody should try and benefit off of somebody else's misery. So it's actually disgusting when they try and do that. You know, it is what it is. I'm not perfect. I fuck up. I make mistakes, but I always own my shit. So, I'm, but I mean, you're coming from a, 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 real, a real rare situation too, and I'm not condoning this. And I think I got yelled at by a couple people for trying to help, but trying to help uh, Cara out when she tried to explain the situation because she was on a couple weeks ago. And I, and I, to be honest with you, I, I really don't give a fuck about these relationships. I'd rather go into the challenge. But the fact of the matter is, everyone's fucking talking about this shit. It was all over. Yeah, uh, all over. The Crazy. Place. Exactly, man. Dude, <laughs> trust me. It's crazy. Yeah, and so, and, and like, I, 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 you know, for, for example, I, I'll, I'll back up most people that come on the show. Like, I backed up Kayla for throwing the, the suitcase, suitcase, throwing the luggage over the fucking balcony. I sort of backed up, you know, Carl a little bit, and I'm going to back you up a little bit, too. I mean, if you guys haven't, you know, listened to this guy, you know he's a pretty good dude. Um, you know, when, if, when two people don't get along, they get a divorce. When two people, you know, enjoy someone else's company— you know, they, the other two probably don't belong together. You know what I mean? That's just how I view it. Like, if you're making out, if you're seeing one chick, then you're making out with another one, or or you like another one, or you know, vice versa, a dude with the, you know, um, it, it, whatever. Um, it, it's just not meant to be. Sometimes this shit is just not meant to be. It's not. It's not. It's not right. But the fact of the matter is, I I just don't know if you and that girl were. I mean, were you guys together for a long time? Is it? You know, I mean, we uh, we we dated for we dated for about two months prior to going on to the show. Um, things things moved really quickly. I mean, she's an amazing she's an amazing human. I mean, she is she is such a good person, and you know that that's why it, it sucks so much um, hurting her, and it sucks so much seeing people who you know aren't really that good at people um trying to come out and take jabs because you know you guys they don't know what this what this girl's going through with all this and and it's and it's tough and that's why it, yeah it is all over the place and I, you know obviously you know we have we have to talk about it i'm not going to take that away from you guys you know because this is your show and you know you guys have me on here and stuff i just i just we- really feel awful even you know well, I think we can end it. No, I didn't know. I didn't know. I want to move on to the challenge, too. But instead of ending on the note that you just tried to get into, D, which is trying to kind of validate it or be like, look, sometimes relationships know. don't work out. Why don't we give Paulie a chance to, for instance, like in this instance, and maybe for people that saw, you know, what happened with you and Zakia on Big Brother. And I, we know that the X on the Beach stuff was all just, you know, they had to, you know, find some people to go on there with you. So F all that noise. But the, the anyone who watched Big Brother and thought, 
thought that you mistreated Zakia or anybody who's kind of seen this play out with Danielle and whether the information came out in a weird timeline because you guys were filming and obviously you couldn't break confidentiality and you couldn't call her in right. time and this and that. What did you learn from this? And what would you say to all the female listeners out there to let them know that, as you just said, people make mistakes and this and that, but that it's not something, and may, I'm not trying to speak for you, but it's not necessarily something that is a represent representative of who you are as a person. And I think talking about what you may have learned from these situations might help people understand that. No, it's all good, man. I mean, look, every, every situation is a learning experience. I look at failures as learning. Um, you know, it's tough. It, the hardest part for me to wrap my head around is, you know, I've been cheated on, you know, I've been fucked over, you know, I've had girls use me to get back at their boyfriends and all this kind of bullshit. And my whole thing is it's like, that's their life. I never want to talk about it. I never want to trash them about it. Um, when I was going into big brother with Cassie or, you know, the girl I was dating at the time, you know, leaving me, it's like, I didn't understand why she was leaving. I mean, I proposed to the girl, you know, and then she said no. And obviously rumors got started while I was in the big brother house that it was because I cheated on her because blah, 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 blah. But I'm sitting there in sequester and all of a sudden big brother people come in there being like, Hey, um, before you went to the house, you have to take these, uh, you have to take these two pills. And I'm like, two pills for what? And they're like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta get rid of these two fucking STDs before you go in. So right there, I'm not allowed to call anybody. And I can't call my ex being like, are you fucking kidding me? That's why you said no to the proposal because you were fucking somebody else who gave you fucking STD. You know what I mean? So going in there, you can't talk. I couldn't, find the closure I needed. So I was already going into big brother emotionally fucked up. And that place is like a pressure cooker. And which is why when I was with Takia the whole time, if everybody was watching the live feeds, I was saying to her, I was like, look, this is a game. I'm playing a game. If you want to continue this relationship, like let's start once we get out, like whether it's the jury house or real life. I was like, cause in here, I was like, we're providing comfort for one another. That's cool. We're working together, but I am not like in this, like I'm here to win. I'm playing for $500,000 because my aunt is dying of cancer and I want to win that money. I want to pay for a cancer treatment. So please, if you become bad for my game, I will eliminate you. And that's exactly what happened. And, um, you know, obviously my, my delivery on my words can be a lot better. And that's something that I'm constantly working on because, you know, my delivery fucking sucks. You know, I'm, I'm sharp tongued. I go for the jugular and sometimes that's not always the answer. So, it, you know, it's it's not like I got sharp tongue with her as, as bad as I did with, like, let's say, Devon or Natalie or Bridget, you know, or fucking James or Paul or even fucking, you know, Vic. But, um, you know, they people are going to take it the way they want to take it. They're not going to look at, oh, he's, he's talking to guys this way. They're going to talk to that. But everybody forgets I was the only guy in the house that stood up to a fucking guy who's slapping the girl's asses and making them feel uncomfortable, being like, yo, bro, stop slapping the fucking girl's asses. None of the other guys were man enough to go and do that. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's a bad rap there. You know, the situation here with Danielle, um, you know, you can always just learn to be a better Man, you know what I mean? If the one thing that I need to work on is <laughs> not having sex with as many women, <laughs> you know, I'll, I think I'll try. I think I'll try my best to, to do that. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I talk about sex and, you know, going into relationships, I got to 
be open about that, you know, and with Danielle, it's like we were together. I had no intentions of doing anything wrong, but you go away, you're locked in a house and all of a sudden shit happens and, you know, you come out, the only thing you can do is deal with it in the best way that you can. And like I said, I feel crushed that, um, it happened this way, you know, in, in the real world, like I said, I mean, all these, all these people trying to say that I cheated on, it's like, I'm pretty upfront when it comes to shit. If I don't want to be with you, I'm going to break up with you. If I just want to hook up with you and be hooking up with other people, I'm going to be honest with you about it. Like, don't try and, don't try and change me. If I say I'm here to just hook up and be like, Oh, let me get this guy in a relationship. Um, you know, I, I do my best to treat everybody with respect. And if I hurt someone because of my actions, especially because I might be thinking with my little head and not my big head and you know, that's something that I got to be better at. I need to have more self-discipline. I need to 100% just be better when it comes to that. I think, I think the other thing you said that you wanted to work on was telling people to shut the fuck up in a more eloquent manner. I don't know. I think, yeah, I, dude, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's 100% it. My, you know, my brother is excellent with delivery. My brother can tell someone to go fuck themselves <laughs> and people are like, you, that was so well said. I love you. And I'll tell someone to go fuck themselves thinking that it's coming out the same way. And it's like, wow, you are a scumbag. And I'll be like, what the fuck? I get it. He's a good looking dude, but Jesus. Nonetheless, what you're doing and what you're saying on Twitter is definitely entertaining. So <laughs> don't take that away. I'll, I'll never forget the one moment, the, the one Joker and Deadpool moment we had. Just Oh just my God. I loved it, man. You know, I love, you know, I love the Joker. I'm a huge fan of like, especially Christopher Nolan's villains. He's a fucking great director. And when he, when he put Bane and, and uh, the Joker fell in love. So much yeah. appreciated. Well, I didn't, I, I didn't know, I didn't know how you were going to take that, but you, you, you took it, you, you took it pretty well. Oh, dude, I love it, man. Like, honestly, that's that's what it is. Like, there's more banter between everybody else. I mean, with the with the one guy, I just fucking can't stand that motherfucker. So you go now. Let's move on to the final reckoning, which you guys. I mean, this. I mean, the, I, I'm going to ask you a lot about the differences Wait, between. So who are you I, talking about? Who's you talking about? Which guy can't you stand? Nah, dude, I. I I told you I ain't bringing him up, man. He's not going to mention him, but I'm sure trying, someone's he's trying to get some attention. Someone will tell us. All right, all right, so, all right, all right. So, so you know, there's a ton of differences that people want to know. Guy. No, no, nah, no, he's not. There's a ton of differences people want to know about between doing Big Brother, working with CBS, and and doing MTV's The Challenge. And one of the major ones is you taped The Challenge a few months ago now, and then this thing's going to run, and you're going to be able to sit there with a phone in your hand, maybe at a party or two, and you're going to be tweeting during this thing, and you're going to get to live it in real time. When you're doing Big Brother, you are in the house and you are isolated and to the best of my knowledge you don't really have an idea of how you're being perceived just as a fan of both shows myself i gotta know how that is different i mean you haven't done the second half of it yet obviously you've 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 lived a little bit of it with the x on the beach here but talk about what it's like being on a show knowing the show is going out there in in real time but not being able to get a sense of how the world is reacting to it and do you get any sense of it once you're in the uh the elimination house over at at the uh, big brother Dude, it is it is wild, man, because you have no pulse on what's going out. And no matter how much you go to the live feed cameras and be like, all right, so I had this conversation because of this and blah, 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 blah. Like, I had no idea how serious the environment was during that whole, you know, election with Trump and Hillary. 
And when I came out of that house and I saw everything that went down over the entire summer, I was like, holy fucking shit, you know, and, and you really, you get hit with it all at once because in the jury house, you're still, you're still a prisoner. You know what I mean? Like the only thing is you have freedom from cameras being there all the time, but it's still the same deal. No phone, no nothing. So they're not a little bit lackadaisical. Like an audio guy won't be like, yo, Paulie on Twitter, they fucking hate you. Well, they're not supposed to be, but I mean, for some reason in, in my jury house, apparently before I got there, there was a employee that got fired after I got there because she was going to all the girls being like, Paulie's being like a villain who hates women. So make sure you talk this up every time the cameras come on and use these words specifically. And That's I didn't extreme. catch Yeah, I didn't catch on until me and Zakia, we weren't talking when I first got to the jury house, but then we started talking and she told me about that. And I threatened to leave the jury house. And I was like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to sue you guys. I was like, because you guys just ruined the integrity of the game. I was like, and I was like, you're making my jury house stay miserable. I was like, these, I was like, every time the cameras come on, these, these girls put on this act. I was like, and then the camera shut down and they're trying to be my friends. I was like, and I'm not about that. Fuck this. I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I rewatched that clip today from the jury house with you and uh, Devon going at it where she uh, gets in your face and everybody kind of has her back. And you're standing up for yourself. But, you know, like you said, if you go into it with that sort of narrative of they're already calling Paulie a misogynist, he talks to women poorly and this and that, you certainly do give it back to Devon in that or Devon in that moment. So, you know, that whole thing was a big jury house clip that I believe they showed on and off the show. And people are still reliving after the fact, I think, to talk about some of the feuds that you have with these people even bleeding into the challenge so it's interesting to hear that that came from what you're spilling to us a little bit of stew here that they were fueled by knowing what's happening in the real world because those type of narratives yeah i mean those type of narratives for instance let's be honest so you and cara now you know we haven't seen this play out but you guys obviously at some point hook up during the show and now twitter all knows about it and this and that and when we watch the show they're all going to be tweeting and this and that about how you guys are when they see it play out and everything they know, but you guys can't go back in time and rework how you look on camera. That stuff's been filmed. Whereas like, right. you know, if you're telling me these girls know what Twitter knows when they're calling you out for these jury videos, that actually, I'm going to go watch it again when we get off the, the phone here. Well, I mean, if you go watch like my entrance and all that stuff and they don't even show any of this stuff, man. I mean, but like when I first went in there, you know, they're all, they're all laughing and, and they would start saying stuff. And I'd be like, wait, how do you know that? Cause you were already evicted. I was like, this happened after you got evicted and they would just be quiet. And I'd be like, no, seriously, what the fuck is going on? And then, you know, cameras get cut. All my suitcases are in the room. They all run into my room and trash my room, throw my clothes all over the place. And I'm like, yo, I was like, this is not fucking cool. I was like, I don't know what the, I'm talking to the handlers being like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I was like, why the fuck are they trashing my shit? I was like, that's not fucking cool. I was like, and they're girls. I was like, I can't fight them. I was like, I was like, I was like, what am I gonna do? And then cameras would come on, they'd fucking say their shit. Cameras would go off, and I'd be like, and they'd be like, hey, so how's it going? Like, you know, and I'd be like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Do you not like me, or are we fucking cool? Because I thought we were cool, because I thought it was just a game, and when we come out, we're supposed to be cool. So I was, I was very disappointed in that whole situation because, I mean, me naturally, like, if you're coming at me, I'm gonna say shit to you to try and get you to go over your boiling point. And then when you do, I'm going to smile and laugh. You know what I mean? Sometimes it happens to me. Somebody can push me and get me over my boiling point, and then they sit and laugh. And then afterwards, I'm like, fuck, they got me. 
you know? And that's exactly what happened in that clip with Devon. It's like she was sitting there taking jabs at me, and I was just, like, poking back at her, and then she eventually lost her lid, and I just sat there and laughed because that's what we do. But Devon and I have actually gotten pretty close um, throughout the whole experience, um, which is cool. I'm glad that me and Devon were able to get close throughout the uh, the challenge story, and Natalie and I, same thing. Jose and I, same thing, because, I mean, technically all three of them could have been my vendettas because, fuck, I mean, everybody on Big Brother 18 hated me except for Corey. <laughs> yeah, someone well, on Twitter whose name is actually Christine Calafiori but made sure to say, P.S., I'm not a fan. This really has been my last name for 29 years. She wants you to explain your vendetta with, with Natalie and why you think that one stood out over, like you said, the one of the one with Jose and the one with uh, Devon. So for people who didn't watch Big Brother or even some that did, explain what, how you would summarize between you guys what the, what the beef was initially, if not, even if it hasn't continued. Yeah, yeah I who mean, the fuck is Devon? Uh, and I mean, Devon's a, a Devon's a beast. I mean, I mean, to be honest, her and I are so similar. That's why we fucking clash so much. And I'm shocked that we weren't vendettas because her, her and my shit was through the roof. I mean, and you're talking about a woman who actually can like beat dudes' asses. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like she, if she's sitting there saying she's gonna hit me That's in the face, Devon. she'll most likely hit me in the face. And, you know, I'll, I'll just have to sit there and take it. And the thing is, she'll definitely hit like a man. So it's not like one of those things where you just kind of eat it. And you're like, all right, cool. Like, you're going you're gonna to be feeling it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Natalie and I, so, like, I, you know, she, I was basically running the house. Um, this is where was, it went kind of south for you, if yeah, I remember correctly, right? Yeah. It, it did. It did. Once again, my delivery got me in trouble. So, you know, if Big Brother didn't teach me, you know, real life has got to teach me. So I, you know, I was a victim to everybody. Natalie caught on to it and she was close with James, who was part of my alliance. You know, it was me, James, Victor, Paul, Corey. And uh, she started going to him and everybody else in the house being like, Paulie really makes me feel uncomfortable, blah, 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 blah. And that's the same thing she did when she wanted to evict Victor the first time around. So, you know, I walked up to her and I was like, yo, I was like, are you really telling people that I make you feel uncomfortable? I was like, earlier in the season, you were telling me how I'm the perfect kind of guy for you and you would bring me home to your mother and all that stuff. I was like, so you, right now you're trying to make it seem like you're being sexually harassed. I was like, that's fucking terrible thing to do. And she said something back and I was like, well, and rather than being like, if you felt uncomfortable, you should have just pulled me to the side and talked to me and I would have stopped doing whatever it was that made you feel uncomfortable because I thought we were cool because we're all flirting. I was just like, you know what, Natalie, you're as fake as those things on your chest. And then, boom, World War III fucking exploded in the Big Brother house and, every, and that gave everybody the fuel needed to be like, yeah, fuck this guy, get him out. One of the so. most awkward ads for Cheetos ever is this scene with you and Natalie kind of having it out with each other in a bedroom full of people and cut to Paul, the other Paul on the show, who's now a two-season veteran of Big Brother, just eating Cheetos kind of somewhat quietly throughout this scene. And every time it gets more awkward and awkward, they just cut to him eating Cheetos. And I'm like, I don't know if Cheetos paid for that or sued for that. That's like the most awkward <coughs> Cheetos product placement I've ever I'm seen. Honestly, man, I haven't even gone back and watched Big, Big Brother 18 to see the edit um, with everything. I just know that, like, that whole scene was just crazy because it's like, you know, you got the girl Bridget trying to come in and be like, feminism this. And I'm like, but Bridget, you were close with Frank, who was slapping the girl's asses 
and all that stuff. Like, how come you didn't say shit to him? I was like, is your version of feminism just hating men? Because that's not feminism. I was like, feminism is more about equality. I was like, so I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Yo, can we can we quickly talk about how bad I am at Big Brother again? Um, so, <laughs> how you, so how did you get eliminated from uh, this game or evicted? Or is this the political game? Or is so, there a, some well, sort of uh, challenge elimination? Nah, there's, there's not really a one-on-one elimination. So basically, Victor won the HOH, thought that we were good because he was my alliance member. He stabbed me in the back, put me up on the block next to Corey because he knew that Corey was my ride or die. And um, then we have a chance to pull each other off doing the veto competition. And unfortunately, the veto competition that time around had nothing to do with mental or physical, which were things that I was really good at. And uh, it was a crapshoot, like slingshot fucking toss, um, catapult, actually. You know, so we don't win. Mira Corey don't win the veto, so we stay up. And then at the end of the week, you know, they vote, and the whole house voted me out. Yeah, D, right, there's, so- there, there's two competitions that provide people the right to have a say in who's up for elimination. You can either win and get pulled off or pull someone off. And then once it's down to the two people, it comes down to a vote. So, And a lot of these competitions aren't necessarily physical. Some of them are trivia-based. Some of them are, are, are kind of you know asking questions based on clues around the house and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they go all over the place. They have a robot yeah. come in halfway through the season and talk shit about people. So Big yeah. Brother is a different game. <laughs> Yeah, sounds a little soft. Sounds a little soft for me. Yeah, let's get oh, back Derek, into the final real, real reckoning. Soft, man. Let's go back. Let's go back to where the animals live. Let's yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear. This is a let's great question it. for that. So Prince of Pigskin says it's her birthday on the 26th, which is when this is airing. So happy birthday to you, Princess of Pigskin. Uh, we are asking your question as you requested. What are the top three attributes you bring into the challenge, Polly? Uh well, I mean, I have a no quit mentality, so. You know, if you're going to beat me, you're going to have to kill me or break something on me. Um, everybody likes a little bit of drama. I got a, I got a temper on me. So, you know, if you fuck with me, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. And uh, I think what I bring to the table is uh, that, that I guess was kind of not really talked about from Big Brother because everybody would rather talk about me being a misogynist is, you know, I actually – have strategy like there's methods to my madness um with everything i do and you know you can't sleep on my social game so i mean i like to make it exciting you know like i like i like the thrill of you know if you guys are going to watch me you know you want to watch and think like can this guy actually pull this shit off that he's trying to put in place right now and set in motion because as a viewer I would find that shit exciting if all of a sudden it's like, no way this person is saying this. And if it actually fucking works, that's going to be amazing. If it doesn't work, ah, fuck it. At least he tried, you know. But, I mean, the, the thing that I like most is, like, I have no fear. Like, I would love to go into eliminations because you got to prove yourself as a rookie and even when you're new, you know. So I want to I wanna challenge the people who have been there forever. But I also want to challenge the people who are new being like, look, it's – you better train in the off season because I'm going to be training my ass off and I'm not just going to do mental games, physical games. You know what I mean? I'm going to go back and rewatch all the seasons. Like I'm studying game film and pick up little nuances that everybody has done in the past. You know, maybe there's something I missed when I originally watched it, but if I go back and watch it, be like, damn, that's why they did this. This is brilliant. I think a lot of people really, they try and attack people like Johnny 
all the fucking time where like, if you actually pay attention to all the seasons he's been on, you can pick up a lot about his fucking game. That is brilliant. And if you go into these seasons and you, and you tweak it and make it your own, then you become your own person. I'm not trying to go in there and make a name for myself because it's like, Oh, look at him. He just wants to go after the vets. Oh, look at him. He's ganging up on this. Oh, look at him. He's playing this exact game. Like I want to take pieces from all the greats, male and female, intertwine it into my game and hopefully have the opportunity to continue to come back. So every single season you have to change it up. Cause if you do the same shit, you're just going to get fucked. But you know, if I do get fucked and get thrown into elimination early, I'm, I'm, I'm not just trying to win the elimination. I'm trying to take a piece of your soul. I'm trying to hurt you while I'm in there so that you don't want to go into an elimination with me ever again. You know, that's what I want to, that's what I want to bring to the table. I know, you know? D's licking his lips right now. I can hear I mean, him growling on the I other mean, end. Kudos, kudos I to like fucking it. Derek because, I mean, he's a fucking animal, and that's what I respect. You know, I respect people who are animals. You know, that's I, – like I didn't want to become a professional athlete just so when I met my idols on the field, be like, hey, let me shake your hand, man. If you want to run right by me and score a goal on me, like I would love for you to do that. Um, just make me look like shit on this field because, you know, I wanted to become a professional athlete, not just to get there and be like, oh, hey, sir, like, you know, hey, David Beckham, like, you've been my idol this whole time. Like, come down on my side and just score on me. You know, I'll let you score on me and make me look like a fool this whole game. Like, that's not it. You want to go there because these are people you looked up to and people that you've watched and you want to compete against them. You want to beat them. Like, NFL players don't go, oh, shit, we're going against Tom Brady. He's a legend. We should just let him throw touchdown passes on us all game. That ain't the fucking case, you know. They gotta. He's gotta. He's gotta earn his keep. So, right now I'm a rookie. I'm gonna be new. So I gotta earn my keep. But if I ever get to that veteran status, you know, if I'm gonna keep doing those shows, I gotta make sure that I'm on top of my game. So that new people coming in don't just fucking roll over me. I respect good competitors. You know, win, lose, or draw, it really doesn't matter. I'll talk shit before. I'll talk shit during. And then once it's over, whether I win or lose, I'm done talking shit. You know what I mean? I'll shake your hand. I'll have all the respect for you. Now, I was going to say, I want to know about some of these tape sessions. So, you know, you mentioned taking bits and pieces of some people's game, you know, male or female. You know, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot with Derek, but, you know, who, who that you saw over the years did you say, oh, I like how they do that. I think they're good at that. I got to stay away from them in that type of situation. Ooh, I want to make moves like him or her. Um, I mean, look, some, some of my favorite players over the year, obviously, you know, it's, it's hard for anybody to talk about the challenge without talking about like a CT, you know, and how much, how much of a monster he is, but there's something to be said about all veterans of the game, you know, and the, the thing that I like to take into life is like, whether it's a CEO or whether it's a janitor, you can still learn something from that person. So yeah, I can't really put a pin on one. I mean, obviously I take things from everybody. I mean, there's even parts of Veronica's game, you know, from back in the day where you look at that and you're like, damn, like that is an interesting social game. You look at someone like Jemmy, she is very good in terms of being calculated with everything that comes out of her mouth to get people to do what she wants them to do. You know, there's a reason why she's very good at avoiding certain situations and it's the words that come out of her mouth, how she says it, the way she delivers it, the timing of it all. You know, you can look at the guys and you can be like, damn, beast competitors. I mean, like, you know, Derek here, you know, he's a monster in eliminations. He goes into a challenge. People are like, shit, we might as well try and throw him in as much as we can because he's just going to run through everything, you know? Um, and then you got someone like CT who earned his keep where it's like, people are like, I kind of don't want to get injured by this guy if he gets into if he goes into elimination. You got someone like Johnny who's always played a social game. You got beasts on the other side like Laurel. 
you got Camilla, you know, you got Cara Maria, you got some of these, some of these individuals, even the new ones, you know, whether you like them or not, all these people bring something to the table. And I like to take pieces from all of them, even if it's something small, they could be the worst player in my opinion. But if they do something where I'm like, damn, that was good. How can I twist it? You know, good coaches aren't made from reading coaching books. Good coaches are made from taking what other coaches have done and applying their own flair to it. So that's what I try to do here. So what, so I don't know what if that answered your question. Yeah, sounds like a, sounds like a fucking scary dude to me. Because <laughs> um, uh, you seem like you're, you're trying to take any, everything you can from all these people, and you're actually really studying this stuff. What um what are some of the uh, like what are the, some of these moments? Uh, like how far back do your do these moments from the challenge? like pop up like what what stands out in your mind like like you think challenge and you go back and you're you're just like looking through history like what pops up in your head dude i mean me my brother and my father we've been we've been watching this since it was real world versus road rules challenge um and i mean they the like the moments that stick out to me because i guess it's some somebody that i guess i relate to um in the sense is like, you know, when, when people would pop off to CT and, you know, obviously you can't really do this anymore, you know, from what CT has told me, you know, you can't really do this anymore where you can't just fucking hit people or threaten people because, you know, now they can come back and, and say, I don't feel comfortable if this person's on set and then you may be the best challenger, but you'll never get asked back because people fear, you know, that you might actually do some damage to them, you know? So, you know, that's something that I'm channeling now where it's like the only time I want to do damage on someone is in elimination. But I mean, you know, one of my standout moments is one fucking CT where everybody's like, what do you want? Like after you already fucking wrecked, um, wrecked somebody's like, I want to rip off his head and eat it. And it's like, you know, he's a fucking animal. Like that shit gets me excited. Um, you know, Boston boys. So it's like, that's how me and my brother were growing up, like as athletes and as fighters and all that shit. It's like, you know, you want to fuck with me? All right. You know, certain moments, like guess in terms of like, uh, the, I think the most eye opening one for me though, was cause you, with uh, the challenge, unfortunately, it's not like big brother where you get 24 seven live feeds and, um, you know, people can see, holy shit, look at this person's gameplay. Um, and when, before I went on big brother, I was able to go back and look up live feeds and study gameplays from some of the greats, um, from big brother that you don't see from watching the edits, you know, with the challenge, the only time you have ever been able to truly see that was on vendettas when they had the Troika and people had to try and deliberate and do all that stuff. You know what I mean? So like, that's where you really got like a, like a blueprint of what's going on in Johnny's head. Uh, for the most part. And that's why you look back and you're like, damn, this guy's been so successful. And this is why everybody tries to get him out before a final, because if he makes it to a final, more likely than not, he'll win. You know, and I know a lot of people want to fucking hate him and it's cool. Like I, I'll have no problem if, you know, if, if he wants to hate me, I have no problem, you know, hating him because just because you're a legend in my book, doesn't mean I ain't going to still come for your throat if you want to try and come for my throat. But you know, you got to respect being able to have that kind of blueprint to look at on the challenge because there are no live feeds. It's all strictly edited together. So you don't really see that at all. And the only way you get to see that is from doing more challenges to see how the social game actually works on the inside. Who's talking to who? All, all, real quick. What do they say? How do they say it? 
so that it's not getting caught on camera so that they could come back in future seasons and continue to work with that person without getting pitted against them. That's what from this season that I loved to see. Um, because that's something you didn't get to see. And then on Vendettas, you were actually able to see the Troika. So that was an amazing thing for me to be able to kind of be like, damn, so there's so much more that goes into the social game of the challenge because it's full time. It's not just on the show. It's off the show. It's the social media. It's hanging out with people. That, like People are constantly trying to work their games and work their angles. It's like, these motherfuckers <laughs> never shut off. It's crazy. <laughs> It's fucking wild, man. Like I, I got a detox. I got to fucking shut off before going back and I'll, and I'll figure it out as I go. But, you know, and like just the concept of it, it's different than big brother where most likely than not you're one and done. Like you got to keep coming back and seeing these people. So unless you're ready to go into eliminations and you don't give a fuck, which is kind of, <clears throat> which is kind of the mentality I want to have, you know, you really got to make sure your game isn't captured on camera Otherwise, once it gets exposed, that's it. People are going to be like, yep, that's exactly what they're doing. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And they'll fucking they'll yeah. get you because they don't forget. And they're fucking savages. And I love it. I love the fact that they're <laughs> savages. I love the fact that they're savages because it's amazing. You better have your shit straight because you will get called the fuck out. And that's what I love about it is they'll call you out. And either you're going to be able to defend yourself or you're not. Like, they take pride in mentally breaking people down, which is something that I fucking love because as an athlete, that's all I tried to do on the field is <laughs> mentally fucking break people. And I fucking love it. So um, it was amazing. I think this is an interesting question from Challenge Marks. Uh, they want to know, did you go into this house with an alliance with any of the people from X on the Beach, which we know uh, Angela, and then we know, obviously, Derek H. was there, and then we don't know how he plays a part in the show, but we see Corey in the trailer at least coming in in some capacity. So did you did you choose to use those relationships from where, uh, you know being on that other show going into this house? Because really at your disposal, you have the people you know from Big Brother, you have the few people from X on the Beach, uh, <laughs> Without giving away yeah. too much, was there anything there with you guys? Were you yeah. already in alliance? Is, I think is what I'm, he's asking. So, so I mean, here's the here's the thing: is you know, if I was coming in as an individual, all that comes into play, for sure. Because I mean, I've met some of the challengers outside, like the ones who live in the New Jersey, New York City area. You know, so like, I mean, Cam's my fucking girl. You know, Tori's an awesome person as well. But being attached to a teammate, you couldn't. Like, alliances really meant nothing. It was more a numbers game. And, and without giving away too much, the format this season was different than it ever was on the challenge. So alliances really, you know, it was more, it was more a game of numbers than anything else. And if you didn't have the numbers, didn't didn't really matter because, you know, Angela and Faith, yeah, they were on X on the Beach. That's technically only one team, you know. So think of that as one individual. Derek was with Tori. That's another team. That's only one team. You know what I mean? So the numbers weren't really that great, even though there was a lot of people I knew. You know what I mean? So the, you, you want to go in there, and obviously new people got to stick together to survive. But, I mean, I told Natalie before going on Vendettas, you know, because it was going to be my game plan going into Vendettas other than, you know, if I didn't fuck up my ankle. I'm like, look, I was like, be expect to go into eliminations early as a rookie, because that's just how it works. I was like, you can just get thrown in. You have to understand that that's how you earn your keep. I was like, you may be able to get out of that if you partner up with the right 
veteran males. I was like, so I was like, you got to get close to Johnny. You got to get close to some of the guys. I was like, they'll protect you. I was like me, unfortunately, I was like, I'm a, I'm a guy. I was like, I'm not getting protected, you know, because I got to fucking earn my stripes. I was like, and fuck it. That's if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. I'm not going to go in there. I'm not playing the layup card to try and make it to the end. I'm going in there. I'm going to be like, you want me? Fucking take me, throw me in, see if you can get me out. So you're the mastermind behind, but Natalie. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. You know, sorry. Let's size some dudes up here, Paulie. Let's size some dudes up. Cause we all know, we all know when you walk in a challenge house and this is kind of, you know, where, where I want, I thought that we were going to go with a lot longer than what it's probably going to be. But I wanted to get some like initial reactions of like when you, when you saw some of these guys and let me know if you've met them before or not, but like, obviously you walk in the house or you see them at the airport or whatever, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see like what your initial reaction was to someone like say a, a, a Brad. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, I like Brad a lot. I think, uh, I think he's got a good heart. He actually was one of the more friendly, um, veteran guys. Like he, from the get go was, you know, talking, talking to me, um, just really good dude. Not like he was talking game or anything, but actually just trying to get to know me, you know, my background, where I come from and all that stuff, like, and and vice versa. Um, so I really liked Brad right off the get go. Didn't matter what I had known of him from watching previous seasons and all that, you know, his first impression, I don't go based off of what I see on TV. I go based off of when I meet you what's my read on you and how do you treat me? So loved him right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, how about like uh, CT? Uh, CT. I mean, it, to, to be in the same room as a guy like guy like that, you know, it's like you sit there and before the game starts, like when you see him at the airport, you see him in the hotel, you're like, like shit, that's, that's fucking CT. That's one of the legends right there. You know? So it was definitely surreal for me. I, you know, I was trying not to like, you know, fanboy out, you know, being around all the veterans that I had watched for fucking so long, you know, but I mean, I'm, it's kind of like living a dream. You know what I mean? Like all these, all these fans who watch the show, imagine if one of them had the chance to come and play and do all that, you know? So I met CT and he was real nice right off the bat too. You know, he, he asked me to shape up his hair. So I'm sitting there already in the, in the hotel being like, man, I really, I really hope I don't fuck this up. Cause I'm not trying to get on this guy's hit list. <laughs> um, what did you think of the British guys, uh, Kyle, Kyle and, uh, and Joss, you know, honestly, like my first impressions of them, um, especially watching my vendettas is I, I totally liked them. Um, I thought Kyle's social game on vendettas was fucking brilliant. And Joss was a beast. You know, and I fucking yeah, I really respected how he came in right off the game was like, fuck this. I'm coming first place, first challenge. You know, I don't give a fuck that that may not be good because people are going to look at me and be like, OK, got to throw this guy in and hopefully he doesn't come back. You know what I mean? But the way Kyle avoided elimination as a rookie, I mean, I, how many people can say that? And he made it to a final the way he did. Yes. Yeah, some uh, some might say you took a page out of Kyle's social game this time around. Oh, so if, you was, catch my, if you catch my yeah. drift. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Sky, you shady, man. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Bring it on. Bring it all on. Um, I'm let's sorry. Keep going. Let's keep going with good. the dudes. So we already know he knows Derek Age. Right, let's go with uh, the team of Nelson and Shane. Yeah, I mean, Shane, um, you know, most, most people kind of, I feel like they don't, 
like Shane and respect Shane's game, I actually think Shane plays um, one of the best games, and he usually shoots himself in the foot as it starts getting closer to the end. Um, probably, probably because he also doesn't know how to tell someone to shut the fuck up in a more eloquent way. Right. So I can totally relate to him. I can totally relate to him on that level. But I mean, you know, I Shane and I hit it off right off the bat. Good fucking dude. Nelson was very down to earth. Actually, the first thing Nelson said to me uh, at the airport, because he's like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, me and my brother, uh, we have a soccer training company. He brings me over to all the friggin' all the vets. So like Zach's sitting there, Kayla's sitting there. And I'm like, oh, fucking great. I was like, this is bad. I was like, this is about to be embarrassing for me. And he's like, hey, man, look, this guy's a soccer player. I wish I had him last season with the with the kicking, you know? He's like, did you watch last season? I'm like sitting there. I'm like, yeah. No, I did. I was like, I was like, well, I was like, thank you for telling them that I was a soccer player. I was like, you know, immediately going to think that I can run, which meanwhile, meanwhile, Kayla, I know is a big brother fan. So she's probably sitting there at the gate check and she's like, who the fuck are you talking about? This guy's Pauly from big brother. I know exactly who he is. (laughs) Well, honestly, if Kayla, if Kayla was a big brother fan, I would have had no idea because I mean, if any challenge, if any challenger was a big brother fan, I would have had no idea because I heard that Ashley has watched Big Brother. You know, you're telling me now that Kayla's watched Big Brother. You know, they definitely don't give warm welcomes, but rightfully so. I get it. I get it. So Shane Shane came on our show, and he gave you a glowing review. And he didn't get into too much detail because it borders on spoiler territory. But he did tease that you got – I mean, that something – I mean, he was just basically started giggling. And, and just when your name came up, he, he loves you and said that, as you mentioned, you guys hit it off. Without giving anything away, can you, got, can you give me your side of the tease of what we might be seeing here on Final Reckoning between you and Shady Shane, the IHOP lover? I, the IHOP lover. I mean, I love, I, <laughs> I can't believe he got banned from Twitter for that. Um, I mean, I, I love, I love Shane. I mean, I think we just, I think we just get each other. You know what I mean? Like I'm very comfortable in myself. I'm comfortable in my own skin. And you know, I loved his personality right from the get go. Thought he was fucking hilarious. Still think he's hilarious. Love the shit he says on Twitter. Um, can't get, can't get too much into it, but I mean, I think one of our, uh, I think one of our defining moments is uh, is a scene is a scene in the bathroom talking strategy. Which, Does it involve a motion blur like the the blorkle or whatever you call the sensor kind of thing that they do when they have to block something out? The pixel. The pixels. Does it involve any pixels? I, I don't know. I mean, the the uh, the bubbles from the bath I think took care of it. But <laughs> I, I won't get into it. Wow. How many pancakes can you fit in a bathtub? Tune in on July 10th to find out on the final reckoning. Uh, D, do you have anything else for Paulie before we let him go? Uh, yeah, this is my last question since he does follow the history of the challenge and he, and, and he made a, he, he, uh, he mentioned something. He said, he said, Derek, you're an animal. I want to know at what point Derek became an animal. Uh, I mean, you sure you, you don't know, want me to? You want to re-record that and I ask that question because <laughs> I'm just gonna. No. I'm not gonna lie. Coming from you, no, you're gonna I, hear I, it for listen, that. Listen, dude, I've been doing this shit. Listen, I've been doing this shit for fucking 15 years. Okay, and and and, and someone with a, a history like this, he, he dude, he's he's going and and picking picking out people's. Uh, I know. I want to hear it too. I want to hear it too. Qualities and fucking turning into like 
Well, g- give me give me a superhero name. Give give me a superhero that has like everyone's powers that can morph into one, and that's what he's doing. Right. Anyway, okay. Uh, I mean, that can't, we can't say that. We can't say that yet, man. Only time will tell. But I mean, I'm gonna do my best to do it. But I mean, look, you you are the definition of that. It doesn't matter the size of a dog in a fight. You know, it's the size of the fight in the dog. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> I think what did it for me was. It was a ring challenge, and I think you had to wrestle the stones uh, from who, who was it? Or was you wrestling the stones away? Oh, they were coconuts. Coconuts, yeah. And it, I mean, it was just fucking brutal, man. But it's like, I, I don't know if you have a wrestling background or anything, but it, which 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 makes it even more amazing because I'm sitting there. You know, with the wrestling background being like, man, this this fucking guy, I remember watching it being like, he has to be a wrestler. You know what I mean? Because you were just so comfortable with throwing your body around. And it's anybody who's ever been into a street fight or anything knows that 90% of them are going to go to the ground. But unless you've wrestled or done jujitsu, like, it's kind of an uncomfortable feeling the first time you ever go to the ground. And... I mean, that's basically what did it for me right there because it didn't look like you were uncomfortable at all. See that? See that's such a weird answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's who was like, that? Who is that who? in there with you, uh, D? With the one he's talking about with the coconuts? I, I mean, if he's talking about the coconuts, that may have been the first elimination that I'd ever been in, and that was against Adam. And then I went against Brad in a similar elimination. But a lot of these, you know, I've been one of the few that's 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 gotten a lot of these like hardcore like one-on-one beat the shit out of each other battles, you know, to where it's like, which is fucking awesome. Like that's the challenge for me. Yeah. Me too. Me too. That's why when I see like these like head to head, you know, fights, I'm like, for example, like when Hunter and Leroy, uh, went at it on the dirty 30, I'm like, Oh, where Hunter broke his wrist. Yeah. yeah, Fucking brutal. yeah, Yeah. I was like, this is what the fucking challenge is about. Right. Thank like, don't you very much. Please guys. don't change it up. We don't want it to be like Big Brother. I don't want it to be like Big Brother. Don't start bringing those carnival games in. Just make it animalistic. Like, that's the shit I'm talking about. And, um, you know, I mean, like, look. And, and, and honestly, the reason why that did it for me right there, Derek, is because anybody can be strong. Anybody can be powerful. But, you know. When, when you've done wrestling and when you've trained jiu-jitsu, like a lot of it comes from your your hip uh, placement. You know what I mean? So like being able to fall properly and use momentum mm-hmm. against people. And if you have the advantage in your hips over somebody else, they could be three, four times the size of you and it doesn't matter because if you pin their hips down, they're not moving. You know, so and that's a very hard thing to just kind of grasp on the fly. You know, and it kind of, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't know if you've ever done wrestling and all that stuff prior to that but knowing that you haven't makes it that much more impressive that you were able to kind of fly around like that you know so that's what that's what did it for me because for me you know you could go and you could beat the shit out of somebody and i'm not going to be like oh yeah that's a scary dude because that doesn't intimidate me because i'm cut from that same cloth but seeing somebody who can kind of adapt like that and move to that that's something where i'm like okay so that's something that i am good at adapting on the fly and, you know, if somebody can do that without having any, that, any kind of experience from, for me, that's, that's a scary dude. Um, so that's why I was what it was. Hey, Thank man. you very much, man. I, yeah, I appreciate that type of breakdown. And I, I do foresee us probably doing some drunken wrestling uh, <laughs> in a challenge if it ever comes at that point. I'm just saying, it just happens. You 
No, hey. better than I do, probably. <clears throat> hey, look, man, if it if it happens, it happens. You know, just a couple, just a couple boys hanging out, wrestling drunk. It happens. <laughs> Dude, the, the, the one of some of the dumbest shit I used to do growing up uh, at parties and with like my closer friends is we would like slap box, you know? Oh yeah, dude. So same with me and my brother. Idiots. <laughs> Bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah. So you know, the the slap box thing always turns into someone hits someone too hard or a bloody lip or, you know, break it up, break it up, break it up. Yeah. But, um yeah, that's not I'm not. Uh, I'm not challenging you to anything. I'm just saying. No, it's all good, bro. Getting, um, We'd have fun with it. It wouldn't even be a thing with it because we we wouldn't be sitting there being like, oh yeah, dude, like, whose dick is bigger? You know, we'd be like, hey, let's have fun. Yeah, 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 for well, sure. For thank sure. you for joining us, brother, man. It's uh, it's cool to hear that you're such a historian when it comes to the challenge, because you know, obviously, you've done the the reality thing simultaneously on the Big Brother and the X on the Beach, but you certainly know your challenge as well. So, you know, we had you on. We just went 90 minutes talking about this thing, even though you haven't spent a minute on screen for us yet. And I hope <laughs> that you know whether you come out of this thing a massive Pauly fan or not. We hope you enjoyed this episode because I think you were you were truly candid and, and certainly interesting, my friend. So I can't wait to have you on again once we get uh, sink our teeth into this season and we do have some actual content on the reckoning to discuss but uh for now man thank you for joining us we appreciate the time scott derek i appreciate you guys having me on here really do love what you guys do so thank you yo thanks thanks a lot man really uh nice getting to know you man for sure yeah brother All right, everybody, that was it. That was Paulie, man. He's one of the most uh, talked about guys on the internet. And, uh, you know, you guys came with a lot of questions, a lot of, uh, some of which they were positive, some of them, you know, some, of, I don't even want to call them negative, but some of them definitely were calling Paulie out for some of his behavior, some of the things he said, both on camera, off camera, on social media. And I did my best to ask them and ask them honestly. I think Paulie responded honestly. And you guys uh, can take it for what it's worth. What did you think, D? I think he's a fire starter. <laughs> I think uh, I think he's going to be a force. You know, I just I still feel his energy after after the podcast. You know, um, it was interesting to hear how much he knew about the challenge, the history, the players. Um, a legit fan, to. a legit fan, by the way, yeah. you could hear it the way he's rolling out these, you know, examples of you and that coconut challenge. I don't even think you remember that coconut challenge. I thought he was going to go with a cookie cutter, like, you know, one of the famous D eliminations that everybody talks about that shows up on these lists every year. But no, I mean, he went deep. He went with a deep cut. And uh, I think, I mean, clearly the guy is a fan of the show. It's not somebody who got booked for it and watched, you know, the last half a season. Well, he's studying it like a sport. As he should. But he's rewatching it. You know what I mean? He's he's this is something clearly he watched, like he said, with his brother, which with his father, back when it was Real World Road Rules Challenge, back when Mark Long was hosting the thing, and now he's rewatching it. Uh now that he needs to take the experiences and actually turn them into his game. But I mean, you heard it. I mean, this is something he's wanted to do his whole life. Do you think eventually one day we'll have a former big brother uh, person on the show and you'll be able to just, you know, through context clues and having talked to some of these people and maybe who knows, we get you to watch an episode or two this summer. Maybe you won't have to ask like, so, so how does big brother work? Maybe you don't have to <laughs> you, do that. You want to know something? Want to know something? If I ever, if, if this, this would ever happen to me where I go on like a big brother, I'm still not watching every episode, every show. 
I'm, I'm not watching. I, I, I don't, I, I think that going into like a challenge or going into like a big brother house, like I just, I think it just needs to come natural, you know, but I, I, I mean, I might watch a little bit, but not every season, you know, totally. I'm just not going Try to. watching big brother. It premieres this Wednesday, big brother season yeah. 20. Watch the premiere this Wednesday. Why don't you watch the premiere this Wednesday and we'll do a bonus podcast at our Patreon challenge We'll do a bonus podcast. It'll be the first episode of big brother you've ever seen. And we can talk about that and people can live through you vicariously as if it was the first time they ever watched Big Brother. That's, that'd be well, fun. What do you think? Let's do that. Well, I, I'm just hoping I don't fall asleep because every time I think Big Brother, like, I just think I'm, I'm going to just, like, it's going to be boring. You want to so, hear my impression of the guy, the announcer already? Next up on Big Brother. Yeah. All right. And, and cut. All right, guys, go to the Challenge Mania shop. We got tons of fun gear over there. D and I cannot wait to meet some of you people in Orlando. Shout outs to Mary, birthday girl Mary. We cannot wait to meet you in Orlando. That is why we do these things. We can't wait to uh, host that throwdown for you and bring some of the cast members onto the stage to talk to you guys personally throughout the day. Uh, shouts to Craig Marrier, who some of you guys have seen the awesome poster he's put together. D always calls the Challenge folks Disney characters on this show, and Craig put together a hilarious poster for Challenge Mania Live this weekend where D and I are sort of look like two, two uh, Disney characters on their lunch break sort of at a picnic table where you see the castle and the Harry Potter Hogwarts behind us in a fountain and it's awesome. So shouts to Craig Marrier, shouts to all our patrons, shouts to Derek Hutek for all that he does. Much love to you. I got a surprise coming to you in Orlando. Um, and shouts to Paulie, man. Thanks for uh, for really coming with the honesty and uh, you know some of those questions were tough and I know some of the stuff that you get on Twitter is tough and sorry if I was a little bit hard on you but but I have to come and represent our audience and uh, specifically the females out there. I, I couldn't live with myself if I kind of just, you know, swept all this stuff under the rug and didn't ask him, you know, verbatim to tell us how he feels about some of the stuff that he's done and, 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 and what he's learned from it and, and give him that opportunity to speak to it from that perspective because we're not helping anybody if we just have him on the show and we just yes man him and yes and and yes and and yes and like it's an improv class. So hopefully you guys think he got a fair shake, but he also got an honest shake and uh, D and I were both up front. Uh, we did actually put a lot of um, care and thought into this episode, bringing it to you. We know you guys feel very strongly about some of the stuff we were talking about today. So. Um, as I mentioned, Final Reckoning premiere party on July 10th. Info on that coming soon. Patreon is over at ChallengeManiaPodcast.com, ChallengeMania.shop for all the gear. And Orlando, you hear it in the plugs. We're coming for you this Saturday. D, are we telling them who our next guest is? We're going to keep that hush-hush. Yeah, no, we, we never know. We never know. We never know. So, I know. I like to pretend. I like to. Pre I like to pretend that we know when we're just keeping it hush-hush. Not that we're not. We don't know yet. <laughs> Um, I, listen, there's been a lot of drama in, in, in the Twitter sphere. That's, that's, I just want to know, like, Oh, I know. If some, Ever if, heard if of someone, Amanda? Have you heard of Amanda D? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I've heard of, uh, of a lot of people like it. Ashley Mitchell coming with the heat. Yeah. Can somebody please explain to me what is going on with all this drama in the past couple of days? <laughs> what'd that's you think what of my, know. what'd you think of my line? Uh, I think you took a page out of Kyle's social game there. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. That's that was pretty good. good, right? Um, once the season gets going, here's the thing. So a lot of this stuff that's brewing, a lot of the stew that's brewing on social media, I feel like it has to do with the final reckoning. So we are going to have Amanda on. We are going to have these people on to discuss this. I just Hold feel on. Like how do you know? How do you know you're going to have Amanda? You can't do this again. The last time you started promising 
keep Sorry. Come on. Let me let me respeak. All right, guys. We're gonna try to have Amanda on. We're gonna try to have our girl Ashley Mitchell, who I know we can have on with the snap of a finger on. I will. I'll be tentative Whoa. there, D. My point. Whoa. Ashley loves Whoa. us. Ashley like and that. her pig are ready and available to come Whoa. back on Challenge Mania. But my point uh -huh. is, is that unlike Pauly, where we had all this stuff to talk about and, and kind of introduce him to the fold, we want to get to this stew that these people are talking about on social media. And I think a lot of it does stem from stuff that happens on on the reckoning. So we only got two weeks here before it premieres. D, let's hang tight. Let's no. hit these folks with some with some maybe some legends, maybe somebody else, you know. And then we'll we'll get to the stew. We'll get to this this social media onslaught that we saw this week. I feel like someone's gonna have to go in detail and let us know what each one of these beefs is really about. Someone give us a cliff notes, that's true. I want like a nice little storybook paragraph of why all these women are just clawing at each other right now. Cause I can't follow it either. You're right, D. Yeah, so maybe maybe we need a, a Twitter report. What do you say? Wednesday night, watch as much of the Big Brother premiere as you can handle and we'll go to the Patreon. How about that, all right? Hold on, I'm, I'm typing. Why are you typing? This is terrible I'm get, radio. I'm getting the report. I got to get the report. Let's no. go to report. Okay, save it for later. All right, D, let's let everybody go. Uh, head over to ChallengeManiaPodcast.com. Become a patron. There's still time to be selected to, for our Meet the Patron series. We talk to a patron on the podcast over at the Patreon every month. We love to talk to you guys and share you guys with the Challenge Maniac community. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Paulie. At Paul Calafiore underscore. He's at Derek MTV. I'm at Shadi Yeager. My computer's about to die. D, have a good night. Peace out. Orlando, guess what? Challenge Mania is coming to you live on Saturday, June 30th at the Challenge Throwdown event. Wait, don't you mean before the Challenge Throwdown event? Nope. After? Nope. At the Challenge Throwdown event. Derek and I will be emceeing the entire event and we'll be bringing cast members out, introducing them to you guys and doing live interviews with them on stage throughout the day. And the best part, the ticket price remains the same. You get a Challenge Throwdown and a Challenge Mania Live for the price of one ticket. Head to challengethrowdown.com slash events or challengemania.live to go right to the ticket page today. That's Saturday, June 30th in Orlando, Florida. I'll be there. I'm coming to get some D. The Challenge Mania Patreon is now live. Head to patreon.com slash challengemania or challengemaniapodcast.com to get the scoop on how you can get access to new bonus Challenge Mania content. Hey, uh, wait a minute. Does this mean Challenge Mania is going to cost money now? Cause... No. Challenge Mania is still 100% free. You'll still get two episodes every week with your favorite challenge stars just like you do now. That will not change. Oh, so it's just bonus episodes, special Q&As, video content, and contests for patrons? Exactly. Got it. The Challenge Mania Patreon is 100% voluntary. By listening to the show, you're already doing enough. But if you're craving some more, want to score some exclusive goodies, or just want to show your appreciation for the show, ChallengeManiaPodcast.com is where you can go get it.
With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.